0: welcome to the Empowered to connect podcast where we come together to discuss a healing-centered approach to engagement and well-being for ourselves our families and our communities i'm jd wilson and i'm your host today and today on the show we've got uh, two very special guests. Uh, One is the most decorated uh, artist in Christian music history um, with five Grammy wins, uh, another nomination for this year, uh, 50-plus Dove Awards during his uh, career as a musician. Uh, Stephen Curtis Chapman um, is no doubt one of the founding fathers of uh, Christian music in this country. Um, He is also uh, renowned as one of the best songwriters um, in Nashville during that time as well. And so we've got him on the show, uh, his wife, equally impressive and accomplished, New York Times bestselling author Mary Beth Chapman. um, And we're going to talk with them about their work with the organization Show Hope. Uh, Many of you listening to this are familiar with the organization and their work, uh, but you might not know its origins. You might not know uh, what's going on with it now. We thought it would be fascinating to sit down with the Chapmans uh, and talk with them about uh, the shift from getting involved in the conversation on adoption uh, through their own adoption um, and how that led to them then getting more involved on a fundraising uh, donor and then organizational level uh, to the point where they're now one of the most influential voices uh, in um, adoption granting and funding um, around the world. And so uh, you you are going to love the Chapmans. Um, it, side note, I'll say there's a, a very real connection that we have um, that goes back uh, literal generations with us. So my my grandfather um, and uh, Stephen's dad uh, were co-workers at church together, you'll kind of hear uh, some of that story, uh, but they're also uh, became uh, best of friends. And uh, my granddad, as you'll hear in the, in the podcast, had a profound impact on their life. And so um, as as we uh, talk about him, there's some of the context behind that. So you'll hear that story in there. Um, but you're going to love hearing from the Chapmans this morning, um, important and interesting conversation with them, uh, as well as announcements about their upcoming conference, the Hope for the Journey Conference, formerly known as the Empower Tech Conference. We'll talk about that more uh, in the podcast itself, and stay tuned afterward for more details on that. Check out the show notes for more details on that. But without any further ado, uh, here we are with the Chapmans. We now welcome on two very special guests, Stephen Curtis and Mary Beth Chapman. And uh, they're gonna be here today. Uh, primarily, we're gonna talk about their organization, Show Hope, and uh, the upcoming Hope for the Journey conference. But before that, uh, we've gotta hear uh, a little bit of background um, on who the Chapmans are. So if you've never met the Chapmans before, if this is your first introduction to them, uh, we'll just have them share a little bit about themselves. Uh, Tana Odinger is also uh, with me today. And so, uh, Stephen, Mary Beth, if, if we could, why don't we start with kind of uh, your story about maybe how you guys met and just sort of, um, and your family and and we'll go from there.
1: Absolutely. Well, shall I begin? (laughs) I should let ladies go first, but I have to say this first and then I'll let you take over because there's a particular fun connection here with JD, the host of this podcast and uh, in that his grandfather uh, is the man in Paducah, Kentucky, who, uh, if anyone's heard my story, read my book, and know of Brother David, who was very <laughs> instrumental in my family's journey coming to faith and walking with Jesus, um, it was m- much due to the uh, to the love and pursuing of uh, the pastor of Olivet Baptist Church, where I grew up in, in Paducah. And uh, Brother David was the man who baptized me and my brother and really led my family back to the Lord, my parents, and uh, discipled us. And it was just so cool to now major full circle um, <laughs> to, you know, watch, J.D., watch your mom grow up. We yeah. all, she was, you know, the piano player Oh yeah, for our church. All of us, uh, you know, all, all the boys had crushes on her because she was really really beautiful. She was, you know, 10 years older or you know, than me or something, maybe. Sure. But we were all like, she's so pretty. <laughs> um, so, and but um, just uh, such a cool thing to uh to get to talk to you and know that man the, the full circle part of the reason the chapmans are sitting here talking about all these things uh and, and on my side of the story for sure yeah. go all the way back to your grandfather and your grandmother yeah. and their faithfulness. So well, what a blessing.
0: And like, like, I, like I told y'all beforehand, that fact was not lost on him. He told me that many times that he was responsible for your career and your faith and
1: all that. Yeah, man. Uh, well, yeah, very, very awesome. true. Well, while so, I was growing up in Kentucky, Mary Beth was in yeah, Ohio. Yeah, I was growing
2: up in Ohio. We met at um, Anderson University now. It was Anderson College at the time. Yeah. And um, fun fact about us is my maiden name is Chapman. And
0: so,
2: <laughs> we, <laughs> so we actually shared a mailbox at school, they put two people—not physically in a mailbox, but our mail was in a mailbox—and um, and that's how we met, um, Stephen. You can tell the story of mm-hmm. our actual meeting well, and, and all that. Yeah, but yeah but
1: that- I found her. I, I saw her in a in the cafeteria. Realized that she was the Mary Beth Chapman I was sharing a mailbox with, and uh, and so I went over and introduced myself. She was mm-hmm. uh, quite. Uh, lovely and I thought (laughs) I want to meet her and um, talk to her and just was fascinated with who she was and we kept I kept meeting her, you know, sort of on purpose, um, pursuing her. Some would call it stalking, but it was pursuing her um, until I finally got her uh, to go on a date with me. I asked her to to go on a date. We went to Red Lobster. I had to go, you know, as big as you could go in that's Anderson. That's what she right. I mean, that that was fancy back then. That was big time. She that knew hey, I'm not dealing with small time. That's right. taking, taking me to the top. That's and, right. You uh, grab her and you
3: don't let her go at right.
1: Red Lobster. That's right. Popcorn, shrimp, and cheese biscuits. That's the recipe for love. love. Cheese biscuits. Um, So apparently it was, uh, at least the beginning, certainly (laughs) on my part. I was falling in love hopelessly with this beautiful young lady and Mm -hmm. convinced her about a year later to share a mailbox with me forever, as we Mm -hmm. like to say. And that's been (laughs) 36 years um, that we have been on this wild adventure together. And Mm -hmm. um, But, yeah, from there, we moved to Nashville, um, music was, of course, you know the, the the adventure that we were on. She was supporting me in that, and we came to Nashville and um, had our three babies pretty soon, within five yeah, six all of years. This was in
2: a, yeah, I met Stephen when I was nineteen and yeah. married him when I was twenty. Mm-hmm. Had Emily when I was twenty one, which Tana okay. it is Showy's age. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you yeah, know, you put that in perspective because it was right. just different then, right? You know, and right. so, right. and then, so it was pretty, great. yeah, just a couple years, we um, experienced the loss of a miscarriage between mm. Emily and Caleb, and then Caleb came along, and we honestly thought our quiver was full, yes. and then um, all of a sudden, Will Franklin was here. <laughs> <laughs> Fifteen <laughs> months later, was Will Franklin, and um, and then the rest of the story, you know. <laughs> Um, coming full circle into the adoption of our beautiful Joey and Stevie and Maria, so yes. that's how we met and how we got to where we are, thirty-six years later.
0: Yeah, love it. Oh, I love it. So for people who don't know, kind of y'all's uh, draw into adoption. I'm sure a lot of people have have kind of heard this story, but maybe a condensed version of uh, you know, you guys were full bore music, raising the kids, everything's kind of great, and then. One of your kids, if I'm not mistaken, uh, <laughs> disrupted your entire life, right? With yeah, with a conversation. So, yeah, um, yeah, yeah it's just the, the
2: beautiful the beautiful disruptions of life that we you know we we often say we could have missed it. You know, we could have missed it. Yeah. And um, Emily, our Emily, who's now Emily Chapman Richards, um, executive director of Show Hope. At 11 years old, she and I took our first trip to a um, third world country with an um, organization, Compassion. We love those folks. We went to Haiti with them. And she and I on a mother-daughter youth, like a middle school youth trip um, with Compassion. And, and as, as it should have, broke our hearts and broke our hearts for the vulnerable um, period, full stop. And, um, Emily came home with this little glimmer in her eye and did just 11 year old little, we called her the tiny theologian. She just said, we have room at our table and there's no reason mom and dad, you shouldn't consider, um, adopting, you know, whether that's home, you know, here in the U S whether that's abroad, there's children globally who need families and, and we are certainly, um, in, in a position where we could, could do that. And, and Stephen often tells in concert, we told her that is just, and that's just amazing. And, and you can do that when you grow, you know, when you grow (laughs) up and and have a family of your own. But obviously I think Stephen and I both, both know um, that God was just beginning to plant that seed. I think it had been planted there before the trip. I think she's always been tendered towards all the way back to when she was in kindergarten and um, we were considering changing schools and she, there was a little girl she was so close with who did not have a great family life situation. And she was like, you know, who's going to, who's going to love Maria, which became a Stephen Curtis song called who's going to love Maria. And we ended up leaving her at that school so we could try to engage with that story a little bit. And so it, yes, long, long and full stop is Emily. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, and I will forever be grateful as will her, her father. It has been Mm. It has been mountaintops and valleys, but it is definitely God used her to catapult us into,
0: um, our, our, uh, our beautiful family. I love that. Love that. Love that. Um, it, how long ago, so you no know, show hope officially kind of started in 2003. Is that right? Um, That's when
2: we finally incorporated it. You know, Shodi okay. was adopted. She was born in 1999, brought home in um, um, early March of 2000. And okay. so we always say that's when um, yeah. Show Hope was born. It was originally Show Hannah's Hope, which in hindsight probably wasn't the best idea to put that kind of pressure on her. <laughs> we've obviously, right, Tana? We've learned so much yeah. in, um, in sure. these years, you know? Yeah. And then it was our heart, it was like we were the Grinch. Our mm. hearts had grown a million <laughs> sizes yeah. and we were going to tell the world about it. And this little girl you know, was the one that started it also. It's got to be Shohanna's Hope. It's like, yeah. oh my gosh. <laughs> so anyways, um, the beautiful part of that is internally, it became nicknamed Show Hope. And one day, literally someone goes, isn't, that is what we do, Show Hope. And so we were able to shift the, the wording in, but completely enraptured by this little girl named Shohanna Hope. And so in our heart started on the way home, we, you know, just the, the experience of, of receiving Shoei as my daughter, it was really um, more of a rekindling of my own spiritual adoption that happened Mm. in the hallway of the hotel there. And I just came face to face with my own, my own spiritual adoption story. And so Mm. in trying to keep time succinct on the way home, just continued to just, I mean, we were wrecked, right? Wrecked for the best possible reasons. Um, And just thinking on the way home, okay, Steve, I know that was back in the day where everyone could meet you at the gate, right? And there was right, going to be a big right. party and the big uh, celebration, uh, like we can date ourselves with. Hey, that was back before the internet. <laughs> yeah. I mean, sure. either, like, you were stalking Crazy. me, but there were no texting yeah. and anything like that going on. <laughs> like, we were dialing. Yeah. Hey, kids were out there
1: you know what? 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 The there was internet? a time, when there was, was there a time <laughs> when there was no sun? What do
2: you mean? Yeah, the yeah. doctor. The picture came to us through dial-up, AOL dial-up, and like we're watching it like open from the bottom up. Excellent. Yeah. Oh, you know. Anyways, but um, I just had this sense that obviously Stephen had this platform, and we were going to be met by probably two or three hundred of our closest friends at this gathering to welcome this little one home. And I said, you know, I I don't know why anybody wouldn't want to do this. I know finances are going to stand in the way. And obviously, again, that's laced with, we had no idea what all the complexities of adoption would yeah. hold, but we just knew that what we had experienced, we needed to figure out a way to let everybody experience yeah. that. And if finances were what was holding them back, then we could be maybe that step into that. And that's where it all, that all started. And so we, our adoption agency, Bethany Christian Services in America World, I call them the Bryans. There's Brian Lewis and Brian DeVos. Both of those agencies really gave us a lot of advice and wisdom. And Bethany actually let us house a fund there until we could actually get so Hannah's Hope Incorporated, which that's when that happened in 2003. So
1: Awesome.
2: Yes, big journey.
1: Incredible story. You know, it's, <laughs> uh, it's been, been an, an adventure for sure. And, yeah, I mean, it, just watch how... You know, we didn't I remember us just coming home with our hearts so full with this experience, but also so broken because we had walked through Shoe's orphanage and we had this whole education that Emily had given us because remember she bought the big book on this will surprise how, you, Tona. It won't surprise you, you,
2: know, you. At
1: eleven years old, she's still doing it. We just got off a call with her, you know, at thirty five. She's still just as thorough and oh, yeah. you know, In the
2: backseat of our car with this huge, again, before the internet Mm -hmm. book that she bought at Barnes and Noble, going through the pages and Mm -hmm. reading to me the country you know, requirements. So, well, yeah. here's, here's to adopt from China. It's this to adopt from Ecuador. It's this to adopt from the U S this she, is the yeah, system. Yeah. And she's read everywhere we went she would read it too. So we she had
1: all this, it, it was like, literally you look back. Cause we didn't know at the time, but it was like God was giving us this education through our 11 year old daughter, you know, mm-hmm. of, of, of all the opportunities, the need, the, the crisis that it was. Um, and then suddenly you're standing in, the orphanage that Shoei came from, which God kind of opened the door for us. Not many people got to visit the orphanages at that time. At time. And so we're standing there and we're looking at bed after bed after bed with child after child. And it's kind of like suddenly these all these numbers and figures and information that's in our head becomes so real because it's tangible. And there's a room and two and three rooms full of all these little lives that are representative of lives all over the world. Yeah, you know, and, and suddenly I, it's like, what are we going to do about this? this? We knew what we were going to do about this one and we're going to love her and, and care, but and we you didn't all, expect this. You know? And
2: you all have heard the stories of, you know, you talk to people about, you know, how, you know, why were you drawn to China or why were you drawn to this country? And so many times I go, I don't know how that, you know, a lot of times it's, you know, why didn't you adopt from the U S and it's like, look, there's need globally yeah and i i ended up answering the questions like that's where my daughter was like god you know each story is so unique and so beautiful it's how he knits that story together but we were keenly aware i think in that moment because we had the 11 year old reading the encyclopedia to us that show <laughs> represented globally
0: yeah
2: it yeah. was just it was just like Shame on us that our eyes have not been opened before now, but like God has timing, right? His timing is perfect. And so we just thought, okay, uh, we're not gonna do it perfectly, but we at least feel like Get there's started, this platform yeah. where we can begin, like here. Like we, you know, we're gonna offer this service back. So yeah. Yeah.
3: I think about sometimes it's almost like we want to overcomplicate just those simple steps. Yeah. I mean. I've been asked, why did y'all decide what you did? I'm like, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe there was some like beautiful naivety in what we were doing in that moment, but like the Lord's been faithful and good in the midst of just stepping in.
2: Um, Tom, you're so right. I was so yeah. afraid of my own, what yeah. I felt like was my own inability and fear and maybe lack of faith. And yet God, at I could just tell you, comical i could tell you sad i could tell you all kinds of things that happened that where it just was this directing of just Mm. reminding me to just trust him for the story and take the next step and that steve did great in that and that he sat our kids down and said you know what guys we really feel like we're supposed to take this journey of towards adoption and it's a journey and there's probably going to be some detours along the way and some roadblocks but we're just going to keep stepping and then we're just going to keep going the yeah. direction that we feel like God's gently, you know, he wasn't screaming at us. He was just like gently kind of leading the way. And and then you're right. It's that beautiful kind of a naivety where mm-hmm. you can't really put a pin in yeah. it. You just look back and go, oh, that's why, <laughs> you know, and and, 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 yeah. You
3: know, I, I think it's interesting because
2: I, I would be curious if y'all don't mind
3: speaking, sort of like from that point to where y'all find yourselves now and some of the work that y'all are doing through show hope and you know maybe some of the change along the way um of of how you're spending um you know yeah show hope's time and energy and resources some of the things that maybe as you've alluded to us several times Mary Beth like we have learned a little bit. I mean that's part of the beauty of the journey, right? It's like just giving ourselves yeah. compassion to be like well, we didn't know then. And we don't know it all now. We're
2: learning, and we're just going to sort of keep moving. And, yeah, and think about yeah. that. If we would have yeah. known everything we know now, well, okay, <laughs> we, we know that a lot of it's things would have happened. You know, because right. I think yeah. God, He's gentle with us, and He yeah. has so much for our journey. He's never pro- promised that it's all going to be go well and be easy. And I remember those early days when we when we first started started giving grants and you know this beautiful woman well terry coley she's been right by my side from the beginning of the giving of the grant process i mean we went from you know love is enough and look what this family's doing and look what they're you know willing to take on and these people right? again beautifully in their own story god's writing their own stories and they're doing what they feel god's calling them to do and yet we were right there with them and it was you know It was um, the way in which we gave grants was just out of this radical, this is what happened. And we were so ravished by the love of adoption. And then as the years go on, you know, you start becoming wiser and, and things are exposed to you where adoption is hard and adoption is difficult. And sometimes we aren't equipped with what God has allowed to be our journey. And so, you know, again, Terry and Dan in their own particular story began to have some hard places. We were hearing from other fam- families were some hard places and, and Terry and I are looking at each other going, hey, so love and finances aren't enough and we're going to be really, really disobedient, and it's not going to be okay if we just stop here and just keep giving grants to people who long to bring a child home through adoption, and we want them to, but they need to be equipped, and they need to know what the journey is going to look like, and, and, and they're still going to adopt, but if we can give them tools and training and begin to step into that gap, one thing I tell people a lot about the process at Show Hope with, a, in particular We started with Adoption Aid Grants is we didn't stop there. We've evolved and our programs team has done a great job. If we ever stop and think we're doing it right, then we're doing it wrong. Obviously, we're doing it wrong. And the way that we look at, at the matrix and what the family is really, you know, stepping into and really just trying to offer resources so they can make wise and informed decisions because, you know, we want families to succeed and we want families to be able to um, have these children in their homes, and you know, be be part of their family, and you know, but we we feel like we couldn't stop. So the the transition has been, yes, we are going to give adoption aid grants because finance is a big stumbling block. This initial step into. We really long to bring a child home, but we just don't have. And we've seen firsthand, we don't grant the entire amount because we love seeing communities, churches, community groups, neighborhoods, families coming around people and helping step in the gap because then they also feel like they can step into the story. And we know that stories go in all different directions and some are really, really hard. And um, But they're beautiful. They're all beautiful. They're just the tapestry of all the hard. And so from then the adoption A grant, how can we go in the direction to then, okay, so now what? So, which is where our relationship began with you guys with Empower to Connect and, and our relationship began with um, TCU and Darren and Amanda and Dr. Purvis and Dr. Cross and the TBRI. And so just beginning to just, again, how can Show Hope continue to just get better at what we do and then bring the people in that are really doing it really well and help resource them.
1: Yeah. I think the thing that I have learned in this and, you know, from my perspective and so much of the, the knowledge and the wisdom that God has given my wife and now Emily and, and much of that has come through our our staff and people like Dan and Terry and you guys, um, Tana and Martin just um, it's watching, you know, if we scripted, these stories, number one, we, there, there shouldn't ever be orphans. It's not the way it should be. It's, you know, it's not as it should be the fall and, and the results of that. And, and I think it's been my great struggle because, you know, I grew up like many of us, you know, with that message of the gospel, God loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life. And it's so true. And yet what, what you it, naively hear that as, man, this is cool. You, you trust God and everything is just going to, line up and your life's going to go so much better. And so, you know, it's, it's just going to be easy because God's on, God's got your back. And this is going to be great. You know, that, um, unfortunately, you know, I was not reading the Bible as thoroughly as I should, because you can look at the stories in scripture and go, Oh, wait a minute. Well, it might get you thrown into a lion's den. It might sure, get you thrown in. Yeah. Flaming furnace, um, or even, you know, worse, if you go all the way into the new Testament, but still, you know, you, you, I think you weave a lot of the American, you know, way of thinking that man, life is. I'm I'm entitled to a really good life, and then as a Christian follower of Jesus, of course, I'm entitled to a really good life and peace and and all of this. And what we've observed and watched and seen is how God does have a plan, even in the brokenness, even when you all of a sudden naively get into this, as we did with Show Hope and start realizing, as Mary Beth and I started saying, I think maybe we have to look at going into the witness protection program at some point, because when all these really cute babies turn into teenagers and all of a sudden all these issues and these challenges and these realities come, or even before, even you know in the first months or, or years, and we're going, uh-oh, we didn't know any of this. And I love how Tana, you said, almost beautifully naive in some ways that God even uses that. But then to realize, wait a minute, God, he's in every part of this. He has a plan. He does have, it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be, it's going to be messy. But he really is inviting us into the whole process. And he really is going to provide wisdom and Uh, and, and grace, you know, for us as we seek that out and to watch how he has provided that and brought that through the work of, you know, Karen Purvis and the amazing work of the TBRI and and ATC and all of these people coming together as the body of Christ and kind of the family and the the body working together. There's the arm and the, you know, I'm the hangnail on the left (laughs) pinky and, you know, and that's my role, but God puts all these amazing body parts together to say, I'm this is what my body looks like right now this side of the fall you know this side of the heaven while there is all this brokenness but God is showing up even in that
0: well i I'll say my introduction to show hope was through the conferences in years past and um, and us sitting down uh, as as young parents just drowning and going there's got to be some kind of answers here because what what I was doing was not working and uh, I, I need help. And I'll say that's probably the story of a lot of people who are listening to the podcast today is um, showing up at a Show Hope conference, um, getting resources that were made available by Show Hope, whether whether through TBRI and TCU or through ETC or whatever. Um, and so one, I'll just say for a whole lot of weary parents, thank you guys for that. Um, and second, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about the conference this year coming up. So Show Hope's putting on, the hope for the journey conference, um, which is happening, uh, really just around the corner here. We're going to have all that information in our, our show notes here. Will you guys talk for a minute about that conference and, and, uh, kind of the hopes behind it. And it'll look a little bit different this year because of, uh, the pandemic. And, uh, but we all talk about that for a few minutes before we uh, get out of here today.
2: Yeah. Yes. Um, we're mm-hmm. really, really excited. We we're all, I think, supposed to be together last week and the snow, snow, the snowvid, snowvid snow vid 19 <laughs> us from, from getting to do some of the, um, some of the recording. So, um, in years past empowered to connect, which we've rebranded to hope for the journey conference is going to be one day instead of two and trying to really, um, uh, uh, hone it to a one-day conference where it might be a little more easier for you know families and, and caregivers to kind of absorb that, but it's going to be also available for two months after that so they can do the modules in, in between and it'll be awesome. more of a kind of a module setup. I think there's five modules and Emily obviously can speak way, way more eloquently about it, but it's all the TBRI, the introduction to TBRI is the beginning module all the way down to the end. What we've added this year is we really feel... Um, because so many churches obviously participate offering this module of TBRI and the gospel and our longtime pastor, he's trying to, he's sorry, trying, to trying to stop. Sorry, I'm trying to turn my his, messages. So are sorry, going. He's trying to stop. We're old people and don't know how to turn off notifications on the computer. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. it is just, the struggle is real people. It is. Um, but, it is. Uh, hey, all, but we have internet, we have internet. That's, that's right. We are, we are, um, but, sure. uh. <laughs> but we have our, you know, we, our pastor, since the time Emily was, um, I guess, four is when we started going to Christ Community. We have followed Scotty Smith into the nth of the world. You know, he's been a pastor. He, he, um, He has married and he buried our sweet Maria. He has walked beside us and he is. Um, certainly, he is going to give a, hum- Emily's calling it an amelie of hope, you know, kind of the hope and the gospel. Obviously, we know that Dr. Purvis, I love this. Dr. Purvis um, was a believer, and yet all of her um, education and training being all scientific, but yet her faith was the bedrock. And so, you know, how as Christians do we look at that? Yet we know that there's so many um mm-hmm you know, many practical scientific reasons as to how TBRI affects, you know, the training and the and the parents and the children. So anyways, we wanted to kind of sort that out so that people, if they watch it later, can pick and choose what they, you know, want to watch, you know, do it as a Bible study, do it as a group, you know, ingest the information um, as they have time. And so we're really excited about that. Um, and so, yeah, uh, Darren and Amanda are coming from the Institute to do some teaching. Mark and Tana are gonna be with us, Emily, um, lots of other folks. I don't have the list in front of me. Tana, you can probably, you probably know a little bit about the, um, how each module is broken down with which speakers Mm -hmm. are gonna be in those in particular modules, but we're real excited to just be there to champion it, cheerlead it, Mm -hmm. um, be be there.
0: (laughs) Well, we'll throw, uh, the links to register in the, um, in the show notes. And, uh, again, coming up on, on, uh, Friday, April 9th is the day that the show will premiere or the conference will premiere. Uh, it'll be available for two months afterward. You should definitely um, take advantage of getting to, to be a part of that um, as it comes up. Okay, last question, uh, and and this is purely a selfish question on my part. So, uh, Steve, uh, from a musical perspective, uh, obviously, I mean, you've, you've had incredible longevity as, a, as an artist, um, but I know that... Uh, you've got several things kind of in the in the secret vault that you're working on now. Do you want to share uh, anything that you're working on artistically now that that we'll we'll see in the coming months?
2: Well, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I got a I got a, I get a new song for Valentine's Day.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome! It, that's it awesome. Is that and he played it for yeah. me on Valentine's. Yeah, Day. yeah. it was a her oh, nice Valentine's <laughs> gift. Was a new song. I will be um, here 2.0. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> I have been I have been writing I've been you know for for a little while now so much has changed in music and the music world and yeah. you know my my role in it and just how people consume music how I mean obviously covid has completely brought you know my uh, vocation in many ways to a screeching halt people yeah. can't go to concerts and all of that so hoping and praying that that will Come back um, soon. We need that on several levels. Our sons who have a band as well need <laughs> yeah, that. Colony House, yeah, need Colony, Colony House. House yeah. And children uh, need it. and and our daughter, grand our daughter-in-law Jillian, who's an amazing singer-songwriter. So, yeah. um, but I am actually have been in the process of writing some new music and starting to make plans to, uh, record that sometime probably this year, uh, later in the year, but, uh, don't have any, you know, release time yet. I'm sort of just in the beginning stages of of writing and accumulating. I've been writing, you know, off and on through the last, I guess the last really full album would have been like glorious unfolding, uh, that came out. Yeah to even know now how many six seven years ago which is crazy um so um it seems time you know to do that and i'm yeah. i'm very excited about it, a little nervous because like do i remember how to do this i think i do <laughs> in a while but uh, but it is exciting and i feel like there's some new things to to say that i can only say and you know for us and our journey and show hope and r- related to all of these things you know there's there are things that at this point in our journey in my life that I can say that I couldn't have even said, you know, three, four, five years ago. Yeah. And that seems important for me to write those songs, even as I hope to continue to be able to sing the songs and encourage people in the ways that I have um, for all these years. We've got a empty nest coming in the fall, which is going to be a new season wow. for us. 35 years of oh, a full nest. Suddenly it's going to be in.
2: So it's going to be crazy. The struggle is real. Yeah. yeah.
1: Struggle <laughs> On the struggle bus here a little bit with that, but. It's, uh, but it's going to be, um, it's going to be in, you know, a season that I think for us to uh, explore together. We've talked about writing some things together and communicating more, you know, yeah. things even that the two of us can together in ways that we haven't really been able to for all these years. Cause you know, it's been raising youngins and all of that. So right. Right. I think there are going to be some Good things ahead that we're we're grateful for and excited about.
0: Oh, that's great. That is great. Uh okay, so Hope for the Journey conference coming up uh Friday, April 9th. Um, and we'll get to hear from uh a lot of different people we'll put that all in the notes. Um people can catch uh the work of Show Hope at showhope.org. Um yeah. Stephen Mary Beth, where can people find you guys individually on social media? Mm
2: -hmm. I'm I'm Marybethchapman.com he's Mm StephenCurtisChapman.com, um and uh and yeah, and, and show hope and dot course showhope.org, like we said. And then I want I would be remiss if I didn't want personally thank Mark and Tana and the great work mm-hmm. you guys are doing with Empower to Connect and with Mem- Memphis Amway Connection Center. You guys have loved the way we've so enjoyed the
0: mm-hmm. over the
2: years. I've not been as present because I've been raising kiddos and coming in as the board <laughs> chair, and I'm not there day to day at Show Hope as as Emily is, but obviously Mark and Tana, we just just champion you and bless you. What you guys are doing, making yeah. a difference where you are and and nationally is just. We've loved partnering with you. You guys do it so well. And JD, thank you. Yes, for your part, in meeting you. Yeah. But yeah. yes, you guys are just. We have loved, loved pulling our resources together and and helping you however we can and and vice versa. You have been just such a wealth of information and and doing it well and with excellence. So. Um, just wanted to publicly say we love you. Thank you for being so sweet to Emily. She is just braved about all of you guys. Thank
3: you so much. I, I will. I appreciate those kind words. I, I will say as we're closing. I've just maybe from the very beginning, even before we hit record, have just been sitting in this sense of like we just the glorious unfolding. I mean, Stephen, you just said it. it. It struck personally to me. Um, two of our younger kids have been. It came from centers in China that Show Hope supported, and so there's deep personal connections to the work of Show Hope. And we actually have a painting in the the room of those two kids that says "Glorious Unfolding." Uh-huh. So from the very, I wrote the word "impact" when we first started recording, thinking about just the the line of even JD's grandfather and yeah. yeah. the story of the Chapman family and to the story of the ottinger family and just that beautiful weaving together. We just the things that we don't know that we get to sort of sit in the mystery of just being faithful in the small ways that we can be faithful wherever we feel compelled and pulled. And so I'm just sitting in that today. I feel really blessed to have just the opportunity to to sit back and be amazed and wonder together about the glorious unfolding of just living life together and watching the Lord weave pieces in and out.
2: And and really trusting Tana that, um, We are going to see it with our own eyes. We'll see it full and complete in heaven. But I do think holding on to that, the glorious unfolding of being able to see some of it here too, right? As we journey on and as we journey toward heaven, it's not going to just be when we get to heaven, which that will be awesome because I've got tangible treasure there I'm I'm waiting to run towards that little yeah. booger, Maria, but, yeah. Um, yeah. but even here, seeing how God takes all the hard and all the good yes. and all the, like the time continuum of story, you know, just going, gosh, you know, Steve is talking to the, to brother McMichael's grandson and, you know, <laughs> and just how God uses stories to, yeah. to be. And like you said, impact, it's just impact yeah. where you are. And then what yeah. you can do to just offer your hands this way and go, you know, and then you look back and go, wow. You know, that was God all along. It wasn't us. It was just us kind of going, okay, here, here's totally. who we are on the continuum. Hope, yes. you know, yeah. We
3: are not a people without hope.
2: Yes. We
3: are not a people without hope.
2: I keep smudging out. my glass no. trying yeah. to see more clear.
1: Yeah, we will, oh,
3: we will. We'll see it clearly one day. Yeah, yeah agreed. Thank you guys for giving yeah, us that. Thank your, you so much for your precious
0: time. We yeah.
3: appreciate welcome. y'all.
1: Well, we appreciate we love it. you guys. You're so welcome.
2: Yeah, we love hope you guys is, too. I hope your wife is doing better, yes. and please yeah. tell your husband, Tana, we said
0: hello. Yeah, sounds I great. Sounds will. great. Hey, uh, good on you, I'm Mary Beth, for keeping your maiden name in your website. <laughs> 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 I said,
2: you know, I'm like, you know, I. He took my name, you know, it's 2021.
1: Which yeah. <laughs> yeah. chapman, which chapman, chapman am Chap- I? I All,
0: uh,
2: honestly, uh, it's why we that's why we say our kids are like this uber oddly creative bunch because we both claim way, way, way down in our in our DNA, we both claim Johnny Appleseed. I'm like, he's my uncle on in our ancestry. He goes, No, he's my uncle, who's John Chapman. So I think anybody yeah. with the last name you
1: can't even decide who's <laughs>
2: Anyways, yeah, and then being that's you know, for another day. Yeah,
1: that's another day. That's being another
2: episode. Right, there you go. See, he did it. Yeah, yeah there he I is. did that. I did it. He's from Kentucky. It. It's not well, it that odd. Only
1: right. <laughs> I love it. Oh,
2: oh, goodness. Okay. That's Thank you. all. episode.
0: Well, just really interesting, encouraging stuff from the Chapmans. And uh, just really grateful for, for Stephen Curtis and for Mary Beth coming on today. And uh, I will say two things I, I was really encouraged by. Um, one, just Mary Beth's story, of just as as we've learned different ways of doing things, we learn learned better ways of doing things, we've just shifted how we're doing them. We don't uh, lock ourselves up in shame and get hung up on it. We, we adjust and begin doing things in the better way that we've seen, and that's it. And, and that's just such an encouraging reminder, great, great reminder. Uh, for me. Uh, I'll also say the other thing that I thought was hilarious was, was them having the same maiden, uh, Mary Beth's maiden name being Chapman. So them having the same name, uh, <laughs> the same last name, you just don't hear about that often. That's probably only interesting to me. And uh, so I'll, I'll stop there. But uh, you can find more information on the Hope for the Journey conference on Show Hope's website or any other social media handles, which you can find uh, linked in the show notes below. Again, April 9th, make time to go uh, be a part of that. Uh, I'll say um, some future guests of ours, wink, wink, uh, are going to be speaking there at the conference, and so we'll have a little bit of something special uh, to release on the same day of the conference uh, in terms of uh, some deeper dive conversations with some of the conference guests, and uh, you won't want to miss that. So April 9th, Hope for the Journey Conference, showhope.org to sign up. Uh, Don't miss out on that, and I will say... uh, stay tuned. We've got some incredible people coming down the line. So uh, we will be with you again next week on the Empower to Connect podcast for Kyle Wright, who edits and engineers all of our audio, and for Tad Jewett, the maker of the music behind the ETC podcast. This is J.D. Wilson, and we will see you next week on the ETC podcast.